Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Let's go to the phones. And joining us is Nate Polinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? I'm doing well. I don't know if you heard my little diatribe there when I was talking, but I believe you go on some very special hunting and fishing trips with your dad. I, I do, absolutely. We, uh, For sure, when I was younger, we did every ad- adventure under the sun, and we still get out for sure. We went out uh, on Monday, actually, got out there in some hail, some rain, uh, pushed all the elements. But, yeah, try to try to get out as much as possible. Yeah, I think that the outdoors, especially if you're exposed to it when you're young, just can change your life. I mean, it's ruined ours. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's consumed every, every ounce of it, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it has. So what is going on out there? You know, Terry, we got a lot of stuff going on. You know, I uh, kind of on the hunting and the fishing side. So we'll start off kind of on the fishing side. Despite Mother Nature, right? I, I mean, we're still getting snow in the high country. Uh, I keep trying to, to, you know, find some bigger critters up in the, the high country above tree line, and it's still snowing. We had four inches of snow a couple of days ago up high. So a lot of snow in the high country, but despite the temperatures, um, a lot of our fish are starting to reach the summer pattern, at least in the high country. Um, in the last, call it three days, um, we really saw that, like, Stillwater flybite at Spinney and Caro uh, finally change over. Normally, that bite is is you know basically call it May tenth to the end of May. You know we usually taper in just a little bit of June. This year it went strong to about the fourteenth. Uh, this week, you know fifteenth, sixteenth, so Thursday, Friday ish, uh, we started to see a fade out of that. And basically, what causes that? is when we really increased the bugs. So it was very strong on a, a smaller midge hatch, uh, a larger midge, those big buffalo midges in South Park. Now we have calabatus, we have damsels, we have trigus, we have a million different bugs hatching. We saw that the trout are now spreading out at spinning, which is kind of slower or, or not great ideas for the fly fishermen. Really good opportunity for the conventional tackle fishermen. It's just going to spread those fish out so that, the conventional tackle angler is going to have a lot more opportunity at South Park with both Spinney and Antero. So we're excited about that. We're starting to see the weeds start to catch up with the water growth at Spinney, uh, 11 miles. So our trolling pike bite, there still is a trolling bite, but we're definitely starting to see the, the crossover into the summer patterns for pike. So we're now switching over to casting techniques. Uh, I know you and I personally talked a few weeks ago about fishing big spinner baits and, and bucktails um, for, for those big pike. We're now starting to see that come into effect. Really just started in the last day or so, but from now until almost fall, we're going to see the spinner baits really coming on strong, the, the jerk baits coming on strong, uh, more the casting style for those pike coming on strong. So that's definitely a summer pattern that we're just now kind of starting to see. And then lastly, especially in the high country, we are just now starting to see those lakers move deep, which same thing. Usually in early June, they start migrating deep. Um, Just in the last day or so, uh, we're starting to see those bigger lake trout start to slide out of that 
you know, 30 foot of water and shallower. Uh, still have a handful of fish in that 40, 50 feet, or sometimes some of those bigger lakers even drop down into the 60, 70-ish foot mark. So seems like the lakers are just now kind of moving in and, and kind of getting settled into their summer patterns. Um, so that's kind of the, the ticket there. Uh, I would say Chatfield is really settled down. Uh, water is still high. Water is still screaming in, so the water level has not changed. But in the past five, six days, it really seems like the patterns are holding. Um, we've been doing good the entire time at Chatfield during this high water, you know, kind of, you know, new fishery. Um, but our fish have really been moving around from day to day. I've been catching them in different spots. But over the course of the last four or five days, things have really settled. We're catching fish in the same spots, the same patterns. So it's nice. So if you get out there, find some fish we have jig bites we have crankbait bites we have live bait bites going on um but but those fish are are going pretty strong and we've had them all over the place and in the last couple days as long as you're fishing in eight to 14 feet of water that's where those walleyes are at they're inside the trees they're just outside of the trees they're on every little point coming out of that body of water um but eight to 14 feet in out of the trees or on a point you're going to catch walleyes. And again, it's, it's great to see these fish kind of holding to a pattern. So I think that's going to last, you know, well up into middle of July with this current bite we're on right now. So that's going good. And then Cherry Creek continues to fish really well. So, so fishing is very good, but definitely seeing some changes in the high country as the fish move into the summer patterns. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I want to go circle back to spinning real quick. I assume with this water, the water level at spinning has really corrected itself. It was so low in the beginning. And you and I, when we talked about those spinnerbaits, uh, throwing a spinnerbait with a higher water over the tops of the weeds. Uh, now, I don't fish spinny the way you do. I'm not as adept at it. But I, I went one time with a spinnerbait out there, and I caught, just casting a spinnerbait over the tops of those weeds, I caught three pike approaching 40 inches that day. It can be a, something that you don't have to be maybe the most proficient angler, and you can still make it work. Wouldn't you agree? I agree 100%. And I will say the the trolling bite that we've been doing since it opened, you know, so three weeks or so, we've been on a trolling bite with planer boards, and it is very precise. I mean, to the point where we're checking our line counters almost daily to make sure they're accurate. And it was very much a precision bite. Now that we're getting into that casting bite, it, it, I agree 100%. Anybody has these opportunities. The two things that I would pass on to people um, with the spinner baits are a few concepts. Number one, color. It is light or dark. We don't really go with a lot of bright colors, not a lot of chartreuses. I would go with your whites or grays or your, your black. So kind of a lighter shade of color uh, or a darker shade. You can keep it very simple. You run a, a white spinnerbait or a black spinnerbait, you're going to catch fish. Play with your blade color a little bit, silver, gold, nickel, uh, bronze. That can come into effect, have some little slight you know, change-ups of that. But the biggest thing with the spinnerbait is get them as low as possible. The average angler wants to fish a spinnerbait too fast. You want to be nicking the top of those weeds, just like you said, Terry. These weeds will make a perfect flat. So you want to cast above them, work those baits just above the, the weed line to where every so often you're hitting weeds. If you're burning it up high, those pike don't want to leave the security, leave the blanket of those weeds. You want to make it as easy as possible on those big pikes. So 
just run those spinnerbaits slow, just nicking the tops of those weeds, uh, and that is surefire. And the other thing, cover ground until you catch fish. When you start catching fish, hang out for a little bit. If you're not catching fish, keep moving. Um, I see a lot of pike anglers camp out in a spot too long. Spinnerbaits cover water efficiently. They cast far. They retrieve in fairly quick, even when you're going slow, nicking the top of those weeds. They draw fish in with their flash and vibration from quite a distance. So it's not something that you have to grind on. Make some casts. If they're not there, keep moving. Use your electric motor. Cruise around. Um, search the fish out. When you start catching them, you know, there's a lot of times where you'll have big pods. You know, you have 5, 10, 15 fish in, you know, an acre section. So cover water until you start catching. Once you start catching, kind of hold tight. Lastly, and kind of the biggest thing, I see a lot of anglers this time of year that will catch a small pike and get discouraged right now um especially at spinny some of the other fishers are a little different but at spinny um if you catch a 25 inch pike you know a little hammer handle like that that is that's a good sign our big fish and our little fish are fairly mingled up right now uh spring and fall we see a separation our summer patterns for those fish um you know i wouldn't say they necessarily seek each other out but if you find a pattern where you're catching pike color uh speed you know technique wise keep doing it it's one of those things that i don't avoid little fish like if i catch a little fish when i'm lake trout fishing it's a bad sign and i move on with pike it is not a bad sign so just build patterns until you start catching fish once you start catching fish slow down and and kind of you know pick it apart and you're gonna end up with some big fish and i will say this year we've seen more 44s and 45 inch fish than we've seen in a lot of years so if you want that opportunity of a giant pike if if you want to skip the trip to canada uh, i promise you you have just as good odds right here in Colorado of catching a true giant uh, as you do dang near about anywhere in the country right now. And the last question before we move on to some other things, the water level at Spinney, I assume it's come up near full? It is. It is not full yet, but it is climbing and climbing and climbing. They keep wetting quite a bit out, but it has came up significantly um, since, obviously, the, the spring of the season. Uh, so it's coming up a lot. We have a lot of fishable water, easily you know, able to launch boats and deal with boats. Uh, but there is still a little bit of room to still hold more, but water conditions are good. What about Pueblo? Have you heard anything about Pueblo? I heard Pueblo was really fishing well now. Pueblo is fishing very well. And Pueblo's had a significant amount of changes if you haven't been there in a while. So uh, number one concept, tons of water in it. So the body of water uh, is full. So a lot of cool structure, a lot of opportunity for all techniques. There is hard bottom uh, pieces where you can live bait rig, jig on the ground. Um, there's a lot of like submerged bushes and shrubbery that you can fish, you know, crankbaits over. You can swim little paddle tails over. Um, you know, you can flip bobber over. And then probably the most significant, there is some fairly significant uh, weed base growing in there. Like Skier's Cove has weeds almost all the way to the surface. Um, so there's a, a major weed bloom going on down there um, that has added a lot of cover to the fish. Um, it seems like whatever is drawing that in with the bait fish, it's making it a little easier on the walleyes to feed. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen the walleye this fat uh, and this healthy in Pueblo. I mean, I would say these fish are 25 to 
30% heavier per fish um, than I've seen in my career down there at Pueblo. So really good fish. And, and those thicker weeds, I think it's just adding protection to them. Um, it's a really neat. I think, I think it's going to become a tremendous fish here. We're going to see uh, a major growth in those fish over the next couple of years. And I think you're going to see uh, people even doing a major turnover that used to seek out McConaughey, seek out Glendo for bigger fish, starting to go down to Pueblo. So, so exciting about that. Um, I will say, you know, fishing those weeds, um, you know, you're starting to look at other techniques. Like I, I think the, the art of slip bobbering carry uh, is something that is a common technique for you and I. Uh, it's a common technique for anybody that fishes the Midwest. If you are a diehard, born and bred Colorado angler, uh, it seems like our Western traditions do not really bring on the slip bobbers as much as people think. It's fairly rare for me to see people out slip bobbering. And I'll tell you, with the weed growth and the, and the bushes down there at Pueblo, if you are good at slip bobbering, you want to learn how to slip bobber, that is a technique right now that will absolutely catch you a pile of fish, really at any we're in Colorado, but specifically at Pueblo. And I encourage people, you have it on your YouTube channel. I have it on my YouTube channel. We're not talking about bobbers where you set the depth like a red and white where you peg it. We're talking slip bobbers with bobber stops. Uh, but if you get proficient at using a slip bobber, setting your depth correctly, uh, you can catch a lot of fish. So I'd encourage people to watch your channel, watch my channel, uh, learn how to do that, and you're going to catch some fish. All right, my friend, we have a couple minutes left. Let's switch over. I know that people need to be out scouting. How important is it since we're so late with this cold weather? I'll tell you, Terry, I think it's important for a couple reasons. Um, number one, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and I've had a lot of questions following up with that, but we had major changes. You know, that whole northwest corner had a winter kill, uh, reduction of tags, animals moving around and migrating. So I think in a lot of areas, our populations, whether they're down or they have moved around because of significant snow, uh, things have changed up. The Right now, the elk are calving all over the state so we have calves hitting the ground everywhere once those calves hit the ground those cows are a little bit more reluctant to not make major moves so where they're at now they're going to be at for a while so it's great to scout because you have time to find animals build patterns all of that type stuff so uh it's significant to get out there and do that and with the high country having so much snow uh it's going to be one of those things that's going to be kind of neat to see what that has the effect i assume that once the snow's gone they're still going to see a major migration and push up into that really high country um but with so much moisture so much you know changing up um i think it's going to be a different year so i encourage you to get out there build patterns um i know i talked to a lot of waterhole hunters that i can tell you right now um it's going to be a little bit harder to hunt a waterhole uh i mean i went out the other day and just went into one of my drainages that normally has two significant wallows so i have two areas that the animals get their their water from they drink from all of that type source um and on a year like this where i had two i had 15 now i mean every nook and cranny has water in it every drainage that never had water flowing is a river um so everything is just kind of different so get out there find animals learn the new terrain just kind of i think go into the season with more knowledge scout everything you can because you never know what it's going to bring we don't know if this is going to start drying up or if the rain's going to continue uh but i think it's a it's a big deal to, to scout and build every piece of in, you know, intelligence and education you can to help you have a successful hunt this coming fall. All right, my friend, we have about a minute left. You got any activities coming up and how do people get a hold of you? Absolutely. You know, we're, uh, we're always out on the water. We're still guiding pike, still guiding lake trout, ton of walleye, 
getting into the carp thing. Uh, so we have everything going. So you can always find us on our Facebook page, Tightline Outdoors, website, tightlineoutdoors.com. And Terry, I just want to do a, a quick shout out. This last week, we had our catch rate event on Wednesday. Uh, it was a really special one, kind of honoring our great friend, J.J. Branson, who we lost last year uh, in early July. And I'll tell you, Terry, it was our biggest Wednesday event ever. We had over 80 bass anglers showing up, which is a huge shout out to the Denver Bass masters there their whole club came out uh they did a lot of support for us uh we had just shy of 80 on the walleye side uh it was a huge event i think a lot of people are starting to realize that catch rate is not a tournament it's not the normal you know situation where you have to be scared and, hey am i good enough it's like a bowling league it's a time to get out meet new friends catch fish you know have pizza have a good time so uh just a shout out and a thank you to everybody that supported catch rate we have some great ones coming it up we have a youth event coming up in early july we have our cast event at the end so a lot of stuff happening go to our website watch our facebook pages uh but yeah a lot of events and we'd love to get you out at them all right my friend we'll talk to you next week we'll talk to you soon thank you all right nate Zelinski, i was a tremendous resource real quick somebody uh asked how blue mesa is fishing we had the folks from blue mesa on a couple weeks ago and they said the fishing has been just phenomenal. The lake has come up. The water is high. Now, whether that water has dispersed the fish or not, I don't know. I'll get a hold of them, get them back on. But in the meantime, if you just go to GSO Fishing, GSO Fishing, that's Gunnison Sports Outfitters Fishing, they post updates every uh, regu- regularly or get a hold of them. They'll help you out. They're just really good people. We'll take a time out and we come back. We're going to talk about an easy way to take a kid out, have them had fun and catch some fish on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors and 104.3 The Fan.